the I Make a Difference podcast, an adventure of exploration of your human self, the conditioned and unhealed parts of you, and your true self, the natural, real and powerful you, a pathway where you unravel, heal and uncover on your journey back to you. Do you experience people in your life who are incredibly responsible when it comes to task-based things and fulfilling practical responsibilities? Yet when it comes to self-responsibility and actually taking responsibility for what they say and do and what they think, they struggle with that. And that's because self-responsibility in its true and pure form for many people, is something that's pretty scary and pretty overwhelming. Because what does it require? It requires you facing your truth and owning your truth and owning you and everything you think and say and do. But there's power in that because when you own who you are and own everything that you do do and you do say, then the energy and the power sits with you so that you can do something with what you're owning. You can own it because it's part of you that's right and good and wonderful. And in owning those aspects of you, you actually give them permission and allow them to grow and expand and to be expressed more. But then it's also about owning the areas that you know you haven't done the right thing, where maybe it's a tone, a look, a word that you use. When you do own what you've done that you know wasn't the right thing to do, then what you can do with it is actually really learn from it and either alter it, change it, develop it. You get to influence what happens and you get to influence how you grow and develop. I'm your host, Melinda Cates, and it's awesome to have you join me for this episode, an episode that's all about the power of self-responsibility. And in this episode, we're going to explore seven key processes that I know I work with as consciously as I can to support me to take greater depth and levels of self-responsibility in owning me and owning my influence over the outcomes that I experience in my life and how I interact with other people. Do I get it 100% right? No. But what I do know is as consciously as I can, I walk away from situations feeling good in myself that I've done what I need to do at that point in time. And if there's an area for growth, then I will identify that, I will explore it, and I will put it into action to develop that within me. So what is responsibility? Well, responsibility essentially is a commitment to something or someone. Lots of people view it as obligations, duties, but it really is you committing to someone or something. So taking that and applying it to yourself and it being about self-responsibility, then it's the level of commitment you have to yourself to own who you are, to own what you do and say. And your accountability is you being answerable to your truth, 
and how you've gone with your level of commitment to you. So how we express our commitment to ourselves is through our conscious and unconscious choices that we make every moment of every day. And ownership of these choices and the outcomes we choose to influence and experience is part of the self-responsibility process. And it's about fulfilling your commitment to you as a human being to do the right thing and to also do right by yourself and right by others. Because the responsibilities we have to other people as human beings and to any living being is to treat each other with respect, to honour and accept individualities, differences, similarities, and other beings' processes. To maintain the self-worth of everyone we come into contact with through our interactions. And to value and appreciate all the living beings around us. And to care about them. And it really is quite simple. And yet we don't fulfill those responsibilities to other people. Why? Because we're not fulfilling them to ourselves. So the first of the seven areas that supports us to grow our ability to take self-responsibility and to really commit to owning us is to be aware of and own our own thoughts, our own opinions, our own views and beliefs. I recently had someone say to me, oh, so, you, so you're going through a lot at the moment. And I wasn't at all. And instead of us actually imposing our own beliefs on other people, and even making assumptions about them, it's far more powerful when you can say, gosh, from what I'm picking up from you, it would appear that you are possibly going through something. Are you or are you okay? Ask the person and own those thoughts, own that processing. Or it may be saying, gosh, if I was in your shoes, this is what I'd be feeling. And then you're owning it and you're keeping the energy with you and not imposing it on the other person. Because we all know what we feel when someone makes assumptions or starts telling us what our beliefs are. We get resistant, we tend to fight them and we'll even shut down from them. The power of actually owning your own beliefs and saying things like, from my experience, this is how I have viewed things and seen things. And this is what I believe. What you're doing is you're not imposing your views on the other person and you're not imposing any energy on them. So you're not going to experience the fight back from them unless they are triggered by what you've said and then you have not actually gone out to trigger them. It's just the situation or the words are reminding them of something from their past that is being triggered internally. But you keep it clean. You take ownership of that part of you and you stand in your power with it. And why you do stand in your power is because you're accepting of your beliefs. You're accepting that this is your opinion. And yet part of that is also staying open to the fact that you may receive more information, you ha may have new experiences, there may be more evidence that you see or are told that helps you to either alter, change, add to, or strengthen your beliefs and your opinions. And when you're accepting of what you believe, then 
You have no need to resist or fight or disapprove or try and sway others who believe things differently to you because you're accepting of where they're at. And in fact, when we do try to resist and fight and disapprove of others and their beliefs, we're actually doing that to ourselves. So we don't fully believe what we believe. Otherwise, why would we need to fight it? In fact, you actually even get to a point, the more self-responsible you become, where you don't even need to voice your beliefs and opinions anymore, unless you're asked, because you're really comfortable with it. Another part of this process in owning your beliefs and your opinions is how many times do you have wonderful things go through your mind about someone? It may be how they look, it may be how they treated you, it may be the energy you're picking up of them, it may be an interaction you observed them in which they were just so kind and caring and lovely and gentle. Do you actually take responsibility for sharing that? Or do you just keep the thoughts to yourself? Because the more we do share the beautiful things that we do see in others, that we experience or we observe or we are part of, then you take responsibility not just for the areas that are your beliefs and opinions that may be different to others, but you support the growth of another individual and who they are and them being able to see who they are. Then the second area of self-responsibility that helps you to own more of who you are and stand in your power is owning your emotions. Other people do and say what they do. And people do do things with an intention to get reactions, to hurt, to punish. However, you may not actually experience any of those emotions. You may actually just see them doing what they're doing and understand that they have hurt going on inside of them. They are feeling vulnerable and powerless. And that's why they're taking those steps. But when you do feel emotions, whether the person has intended on endeavouring to trigger them in you or not, because essentially that's what they do when they try to hurt us, they're out to get a reaction, so they're trying to find a trigger point that will support emotions to surface within you. When you do experience those emotions, it is your responsibility to own the emotion and to express it in a healthy way, where you don't hurt you, you don't hurt others, you don't take it out on them, and you don't impact them. This has been an ongoing area for me throughout my whole life, especially since I've had so many people say to me, you're so reactionary, and I have people who will focus on me knowing that I have been rejected and told how reactionary I am, that they are quick to use that as a way of diverting attention and responsibility away from what they've done to contribute to the situation. So when I do experience the emotion, I own what the emotion is and what has triggered it. For example, someone may talk to you in a particular tone that's dismissive of you. And how do you know it's dismissive of you? Well, because you've had a previous experience where you felt emotion around it. So it's triggering the memory of that experience and it's triggering the emotion in you that you felt from back then. 
Now, if the person is being dismissive, then that is their responsibility for them to deal with. What your responsibility is, is to make choices as to how you deal with your emotion and how you choose to communicate and support the other person to be more aware or choose not to be around that person or to make some other choice. And if you express the emotion that you're feeling in a way that it does impact other people, you may make an unconscious choice and you react and you may yell at a person, you may swear at them, you may shut down on them, then you are disrespecting them in a way that you've potentially been disrespected. And if you are going to do that, then make a conscious choice about actually doing so and own it because then you own the outcome that you've contributed to and created. But also, don't only just own the emotion and the reaction that you've actually expressed. The key then is to work on how do you heal that? How do you change that reaction so that you don't express yourself in that way again? So that if people do take action around disrespecting you, you get to a place where you don't have any emotional reaction to it anymore. And you can even just smile knowing what they're doing and knowing that it's actually got nothing to do with you and it's all about their own vulnerabilities and insecurities going on inside of them. But that does take some work to get there. But be aware of not blaming others for how you feel. And you can still state the tone you used is similar to one I've experienced in the past and this is how I was treated back then and it's triggered this for me. And if people are disrespectful and they're not honouring of you, then they have contributed to what you're feeling emotionally. And their actions potentially intended to cause that emotional reaction in you. And remember, that's what they are responsible for. You have choices as to what you do and how you work with that. Then the third process to support you with growing your ability to take self-responsibility is owning your part and your contribution to every situation and every outcome you experience. So it's owning the words, the tone, where your focus was, the actions you took, what you did and what you didn't do, what you said and what you didn't say, how you said it, how you looked even. And this takes consciousness and mindfulness to be more aware of all of those elements in and about you so that you can own them even more. All parties in a situation contribute to and have a responsibility for the outcomes of the situations they experience. And when you can identify your contribution and responsibility, you own what you did to support the wonderful outcomes that happen and what you did or didn't do to create uncomfortable and painful outcomes. And being able to see how you contributed to the wonderful ones, like I said, you give permission for those parts of you to grow and to be expressed more. And your contribution to the uncomfortable and painful ones, they give you an indicator of where you've got some healing and some work to do. And they are an opportunity for your growth and development, for you to own even more of you. You always have some level of involvement in every situation. And owning that involvement and that responsibility helps you grow and develop. It may be that you didn't say something and you didn't speak up or you didn't focus on what was happening or you didn't actually give the full attention to someone 
or maybe you did smile at the right time. There's so many subtle things that we do that contribute to situations. The fourth process that helps you grow your self-responsibility is owning your true intentions. So many people say, I didn't intend it that way, or it wasn't my intention to upset you. And the question I ask, why are you saying that? Because maybe it was your intention to upset me. The key here is to get really truthful with yourself. Your true intentions influence the outcome you experience. So it's really important you check with your truth and you check with every aspect of what you did and what you said. So you ask yourself, did I have any emotion operating in that interaction? Did I actually have any judgments, any expectations in what I said or what I did? Because if you discover any of that, if you discover any defensiveness, any resistance, any push or any pull towards you with the person, then at a level, your intention was to actually have some emotional impact on the other person. We can so very easily cover up or gloss over any angst we have, any frustration we have, any lying resentment or unresolved issues with a person. But it comes out. It comes out in our tone. It comes out in the words we use. It comes out in our actions. It comes out in our energy even. And it can sneak through without you even being aware of it. So the more you can actually check every aspect of yourself around your true intention when you experience an outcome that is not one that's overly comfortable or that didn't work out how you wanted it to be, you're likely to find that you actually did contribute to that because of your intention that's sitting in there to the outcome that you're experiencing. And then when you do own that true intention, you can see really clearly what you did to contribute to what happened and why it happened. But be mindful you're not responsible for the whole situation because every other party involved has also contributed to the outcome. The fifth process for the development of your self-responsibility is one that we're all aware of, but do you still do it? No blaming. No making excuses, no justifying, no avoiding and no denial. However, if you're in denial, it's a bit hard at times to know you're in denial. As much as we believe we don't do this, oh yes we do, on so many obvious and subtle levels. We do not like owning, yep, it was my fault. Or we don't like owning, this is the truth and I did do that or I forgot to do that. We struggle to really face where we didn't do the right thing. And when you do own the truth and you stop blaming and you stop making excuses and justifying and avoiding, it becomes really simple. The energy is clean and clear because there's nothing hiding. There's nothing murky. There's nothing not owned. There's nothing to fight about. There's nothing to poke holes at. And you stop creating a complex reactionary situation that actually ends up disempowering you. Because when you avoid what you're responsible for, you are avoiding your truth. 
and the truth and the outcome you experience is one that will come back to impact you in some way because the truth always calls us and your truth will always call you. The truth you are avoiding has energy attached to it and that energy is not being released and expressed. So it's murky, so it's hidden, so it is suppressed. Subconsciously and consciously, your emotional state is looking out for where you will be called to account for your truth. And underneath that emotional state is your truth calling you, eating away at you, you know, giving you those gurgly butterflies and anxiety in your stomach because you're not owning it. You're waiting for where you'll be found out and where it comes back to haunt you. So while you're waiting and while you're not owning your truth, you're giving your personal power away. You are reducing your ability to actually influence the outcomes you experience and what's going to happen for you. Instead, you are sitting in vulnerability. You are sitting in a space that's not clear, that's not clean, and you're not learning, you're not growing. Instead, you're hiding. And you're hiding quite simply from you. So instead of blaming, instead of justifying, own what you did do, what you did say, what you didn't do, what you didn't say, what you were feeling. Own the tone, own the words, own it all. Because when you own your truth, then no one can poke holes at you. No one can judge you because you have already actually held the responsibility around it. So it's not their responsibility to actually say anything. The sixth process that supports you with the growth of your self-responsibility, be responsive to owning what you do that you know is not right. Because the key with self-responsibility is honoring your truth, honoring your integrity, and keeping that commitment to yourself to do the right thing and right by you. So when you know and become conscious of the fact that you have done something that is not right by you or the right thing and is not honoring of you or your integrity, the sooner you can see it, hear it, feel it and know it, the sooner you can own it. And it is so powerful when you can own it because then you are not vulnerable. You're not waiting for something to come and pick at you and judge you. You actually, as I've said a number of times so far in this episode, is you get to actually do something with what you've just owned that you knew was not right that you did or didn't do. So when you hear yourself speak in a tone that isn't right, when you say something or do something that you know is not right, that's not honoring and respectful of others, know that you are not honoring and respecting yourself. So catching it and apologizing for the responsibility you did not fulfill to the other person and yourself means you deal with your truth. You own what you know is right and wrong for you. And even if the other person doesn't accept your apology, even if they're not aware of what you said or did, even if it had no impact, and you apologizing it's you being accountable to yourself. So you're apologizing to yourself. And it makes it even more powerful. It makes you stronger in who you are and the belief and the honoring of you. I experienced this even with my partner. 
For example, he may say to me, you took the wrong approach with that. And my response to him will be, yes, I did, you're right. What a clean, powerful interaction that is. There's no fight, there's no resistance, there's no murkiness between us. And as importantly, he's more comfortable with being able to share his truth with me and he grows as a result of what he sees me doing because essentially I'm saying it's okay that you actually own it when you don't do the right thing and that I do also value his input and I'm honouring and respecting him that he cared enough to say to me that I took the wrong approach and add to that by owning it I'm not giving my power away to him I'm actually taking my power back because I'm going, wow, here's an area in me and what I've done that I can now see fully consciously and do something with and change. And that's powerful. I know even when I haven't stopped and listened to him because I've been busy doing something and yet it's something that I really respect when he gives to me, I will actually catch myself and say to him, can you give me five minutes so I can complete this because I want to sit down and really hear what you have to say. Or I'll say, I'm really sorry, I'm not giving you the awareness and the focus that I want to give you and that you deserve. And so I will stop what I'm doing and actually change it. Our relationship with ourselves can be so much more powerful, let alone our relationship with others, when we take responsibility for ourselves. The seventh process to develop your self-responsibility is do not apologize or own what is not your responsibility. I recently had a situation where I was essentially judged <laughs> and I had been set up in this conversation and it was uncomfortable and it was actually really disrespectful of me and I did react and I apologise to the person for my tone and the way I spoke what I spoke, not for my words. Because my tone was full of emotion and the way I spoke was full of emotion and was not respectful of them. Putting aside whether they disrespected me or not, it doesn't mean that I have to be disrespectful as well. That person texts me, and this is another area that I am conscious of is where it is possible when you apologize to someone, actually apologize to them face to face. Because in doing so, you're actually facing your truth and facing you fully by doing that. And also, you're really honoring and respecting that other person. That person who had disrespected me sent me a text saying, I'm sorry, for one tiny bit of what she did, which is a sign that she's not really respecting herself and honouring herself. I will not hold responsibility for what she is experiencing. I, even though I have, with some other interactions that have gone on around this situation, I have had it projected onto me indirectly that it is my responsibility to sort this out. And yet, I know it's not. So do not apologize or own what is not your responsibility. The words you say may be right, but the tone may be emotional. 
someone sets you up and it has a go at you, which leads to you storming out or yelling at them, only own which part of storming out or yelling you knew was wrong. When someone blames you for hurting them, when they've been disrespecting you for something, apologize to yourself for having put up with being disrespected. And when someone rejects you, yet they've been saying on and off for a while, I don't want to complicate your life. I will leave you alone. I don't want to upset you. Yet you are not ever upset by them. Well, no wonder they get to the point of rejecting you. They were just waiting for you to do something or say something that they could use as a justification to reject you and get out of there. Yet they can turn around and blame you for their leaving. But when you start tracking the pattern of interactions back, you can actually see how a situation led to where it got to. And don't own what the other person did and what their contributions were to the outcome. Don't carry responsibility for them and feel that you are to blame for it all. Because this leads to a whole other area of responsibility which we're not going to explore in this episode, but will at another time. And that is over-responsibility. So in summary, self-responsibility is powerful. It's amazing. Because the more self-responsible you are, the more you heal yourself, the more you unravel your conditioning, the more you own everything so there's nothing murky to come back and get you. And it does filter out people in your life because people don't want to face the truth. They don't want to take responsibility for themselves because in taking responsibility for themselves, they have to own the parts of themselves that they do not like, the parts of them that they actually act on that are not right. And we all know what the natural rightness is amongst human beings and living beings. And the more you do do the right thing, the more you are doing right by you, the more you are in integrity, the more you operate from your truth, the more you own everything that you think and feel and do and say, the more powerful you are and the more cleaner and clearer you are. So processes to develop your self-responsibility. Own your own thoughts, opinions and beliefs. Ask questions of people as to what they feel, think and want rather than you thinking for them and making assumptions. Own your emotions and express them in a healthy way where you don't hurt you and don't hurt others or impact others. And if you do express them in a way that it does hurt or impact others, then own that and learn from it, heal it and change it. Own your part and contribution to every situation, all the wonderful, amazing outcomes, as well as the uncomfortable and painful ones. Own your true intentions. Check. Check every part of you. Did I have an intention anywhere in what I was thinking, feeling, saying and doing that contributed or actually influenced what I'm experiencing as an outcome? No blaming. No justifying, no excusing, no avoidance and no denial. And if you can't not do that, work towards it. And be responsive and proactive to owning what you do that you know is not right. So being responsive is you actually getting feedback from someone else with regards to an area 
That is your responsibility for growth and development where you didn't do the right thing. Be responsive and receptive to that, to look at it, because you wouldn't be getting the feedback if there wasn't something for you to look at there, for you to take responsibility for, for you to grow, evolve, change, or do something different around. And being proactive is you actually identifying what you did do wrong or what you do that you know is not right and owning it before you get any feedback from anyone else. And do not apologize or own what is not your responsibility. So the key is grow your awareness of you. Grow your awareness of your thoughts, your emotions, your energy, your physical state, what you say, how you say things, how you look, how you respond and react and what you do and own it all. Because when you do that, you're owning you. And if you want to subscribe, please do so. And in the meantime, may you make a difference to who you are and how your life is through growing your ability to take even more self-responsibility.